Here, here, screamed the jay from a neighboring tree where I'd heard it tittering for some time. Winter has a concentrated and nutty kernel if you know where to look for it. From Henry David Thoreau's journal, 1858. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Amanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And Awanajo is an Algonquian word which means small, misty mountain, referring to Blue Hill Mountain, or to your mountain. And this is the almanac for February 10th to 17th, 2012, the last quarter of the snow moon. Some calendar events for this quarter moon. February 10th, in 1763, the Treaty of Paris ended what we call the French and Indian War, opening Maine to American settlers and ceding Canada to Britain. February 12th is the birthday of Abraham Lincoln and Charles Darwin, born on the same day in 1809. And on February 12th, 2002, Slobodan Milosevic went on trial for war crimes. February 14th, of course, is Valentine's Day. February 15th, 1898, the battleship Maine exploded in Havana Harbor. And February 16, 2005, the Kyoto Protocols on Global Warming went into effect in 140 nations, but not the U.S. There's some natural events for this quarter moon. Just as there's a time in August when summer turns towards fall, there's a time in February when winter's grip begins to weaken and we northerners begin to feel a deep shift inside and out. Of course, it's far too soon to say spring, but the sunlight slowly gains some headway against the darkness. It's too early to say the sap is running, but at least it's beginning to rise and little icicles hang on broken maple twigs dripping gaily during the day and stopping still as evening comes. Nut hatches run more briskly up and down the tree trunks, and their cranky call has a certain lilt to it that was not there before. The crows and gulls have more to say to each other than the meager squawks of a few weeks ago, and they don't seem to squabble quite so much over the scraps. Folks honk and wave, so do the geese, and every now and then you catch a whiff of sun-warmed pine needles under the big white pines and salt water on the breeze. It's too soon to call it true love yet, but it's like that first kiss, remember? And it's just in time for Valentine's Day. Here's a mountain report. Even though there's plenty of bare and open ground on the sunny southern slopes, in the woods and in other shady places, Awanajo is still firmly locked in by winter. Rippled little glaciers fill the gullies and trails where water has run, then frozen, then run over and frozen again to form silent, still cascades and cataracts. Crusty, crunchy snow underfoot is littered far and wide with fur cone scales scattered by the red squirrels, the planters of the boreal forests. 
The freeze-thaw seesaw shifts rocks, widens cracks and crevices in the ledges, and pulverizes boulders in the eternal process of breaking down the mountain and delivering it to the sea. Here's a rank opinion. There may be more serious snow and cold to come, but it has been an exceedingly pleasant winter so far. And I would like to think that this is the response of a just and benevolent creator to the cruel cutting of funding for heat, health, education, and other basic measures of compassionate conservatism or liberalism in a misbegotten effort to balance budgets. Balanced budgets are good, but heat in the winter is not a frivolity. Education for our children is not a frill. Health care for the helpless is not a triviality. We will pay the price tenfold tomorrow for such false economies today. Until the day this country puts as much value on the well-being of its elders and children, the poor, the weak, and the vulnerable, as it does on military hardware and tax cuts for the super-wealthy, Budgets may be balanced, but our beloved country will remain dangerously unbalanced, and for that we will all pay alike. Finally, a couple of winter seed pod, late winter seed pods for you to carry around with you. This week, first from Plutarch's Moralia from the first century A.D., Antisthenes says that in a certain faraway land, the cold is so intense that words freeze as soon as they're uttered, and after some time then thaw and become audible, so that words spoken in winter go unheard until summer. And from a Japanese proverb, one kind word can warm three winter months. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>